next legacy. Did it miss Denaya? The station that supports the evolution of the ladies' movement. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Ladies Night Radio. I am your okay. host, Denaya Azure, and I got my lovely co-host in the building. What's good, mama? It's your girl, Diva Ebony B, and we are on the spot on the grind. It's Ladies Night. Big shout-out to all the ladies that are tuned in live right now and all the strong women. So we got an amazing show for you tonight, and Denia is going to break it down for you guys. I'm just super excited. I'm ready to go. Love Ladies Night. Yes. We have our amazing guests on the line. We have Ms. Casey Biz Boss. Okay, uh, Ms. Candy Kanda. Oh, my goodness. Where can I start? She is in the African-American Hall of Fame for being the very first woman to manage a basketball team successfully and men. On top of the fact that this is the owner of Casey Power Players, which is the place you want to go if you want to seriously take your business to the le- to the next level. But I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let her explain a little more about that and everything else that she does. She is a momager. She is just an amazing host, speaker. She just does her thing. Whatever she does, she does it well because she does it. Um, she puts a thousand percent into whatever she does. So without further ado, Miss Candy Conda, Miss Casey Vizwas in the building. Good evening, Diva. How are you? Evening. Well, I am amazing. So I really want to first thank you guys for um, allowing me to be on your show. I really appreciate that. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So um, as you said, one of the things I do is I manage my daughter, who is a radio personality, an artist, a host. So I'm kind of a full-time momager as some say, and um, so that's, you know, take, that, that takes a lot of time, just that alone. Aside from that, I'm an author. I'm working on my seventh book. Um, I've written books for uh, a lot of kids and teenagers, life skills books, entrepreneurship books. I come from an entrepreneurship background. I used to uh, teach entrepreneurship for the state of Illinois for 12 years. And so, you know, I also, like I said, have books, life skills books, and um, I have a book called Make a Thousand Dollars in 35 Days for Young Entrepreneurs. And now I'm working on my seventh book, and out of those six, I mean, I'm sorry, four are published. Um, mm. And the book that I'm working on now that will be rolling out in the next probably month is uh, it's called It's Your Go Season, Time to Execute Your Game-Winning Plan which has just a little bit about um, my 16-year uh, journey to the Hall of Fame, and then the rest of it's kind of motivational tools for women and for entrepreneurs. And that book will be out in about a month. And uh, the Hall of Fame was a 16-, well, 17-year journey. Um, back in 1992, I used to manage a women's pro basketball team here in Chicago called the Chicago Twisters. And I was inducted um, or actually honored at the Naismith Hall of Fame in Springfield. And the Naismith Hall of Fame had a fire and lost a lot of records. And so it sent me on a journey to, you know, find all of the the rest of the documents and interviews and kind of recreate that, if you will. And uh, just going back and forth, you know, because I, you know, didn't play basketball on a team, it was very challenging. I had to kind of do it on my own you know, to get them to vet me, which they just vetted me for the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame last year. Subsequently, the package went to the African-American Hall of Fame, who just um, inducted me first, and now I'm waiting on the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame to induct me as well. And so that's kind of where I'm at. at. So I'm doing press now. You know, I think this is like my 12th radio interview just for the Hall of Fame. I've done, you know, a couple of newspaper interviews, and I'll be doing some TV in the next month. I have about four TV interviews coming up as well. And then in the fall when the book rolls out, you know, we're going to do a a school tour and talk to about 10,000 kids just to tell them about the history, but also talk to them about, you know, what their involvement in the community, community should be as well as knowing their history. Definitely. I, th- I think it, it really is important for people to know their history because I think a lot of people have forgot. 
And so, you know, they're so focused on the now, but they have no idea where they came from. And so oh, I think it's, it's I huge. Um, I know one thing you were talking about when you were managing the league is that you initially didn't know anything about sports. How in the world did you just know how to push a successful team without knowing so much about the sport? Well, <clears throat> it was a, this was an interesting situation because I, I used to have a MAGA paper. So I started out writing. Um, I had like a little newspaper that I put out once a month, and I would always highlight sports teams. So I knew about sports. I just I did not play the game of basketball, but I knew about the game. So I had actually, how I even got started was I was an entrepreneur just trying to help some women, you know. I always helped the underdogs. So I used to write about, you know, Thurl Ladding's Rodeo and, you know, I did some stuff on men's basketball, but women's basketball was really struggling at the time. And I ran across, you know, ran into these women who really needed the help. And I actually was doing kind of like some PR for them after I had highlighted their basketball team. So I kind of stepped into it by accident. And, uh, you know, they were like, well, you know, can you help us get into this league? And it was an opening in a league. And the women that I initially started out helping, which was a team called the Honeybees, actually dropped out. So I I had already put money down on the franchise, so then I had to get a whole new team to play. So some of the women came from other teams within the league, which is the WBA, and and we recruited some new women. Cool. You know, and the Chicago team, you know, won the championship in 1995. I have my ring. I have... You know, our trophy, we were in Sports Illustrated. So it was it was a great time. That was a – man, you definitely need a TVT that picture of that Sports Illustrated <laughs> issue. Right. So I can see that. That's dope. Miss Ebony B., do you have any questions for the lady? Oh, of course I have questions for Candy. And um, I like how you guys say momager, and what I like to use is mompreneur. I'm a mompreneur. Not only am I a mom, I'm an entrepreneur as well. And, you know, um, those, that experience um, and, and the success that you have received now, and it's great that what you said, you just wanted to help the underdog. You started out with something with passion, and it turned into true success. You know, so for those you know, women and men out there and strong women that's in the community right now that's, you know, trying to do things to change your neighborhoods and try to bring things together and, and help people out. When they burn, I guess I will ask you, when they burn out of energy, you know, what is a tip to get yourself back motivated? Because it's, it's a lot, and you've done a lot. So when you kind of, like, burn out, what would be a tip, Candy, that you would give, like, get yourself back motivated and get back on? And that's a, and that's really actually an excellent question because I think that's what our communities are suffering from right now. You know, I think mm-hmm. what what we're looking at right now with all of I don't know of you know, but like you know where you where you live exactly, but you know here in Chicago, I mean, we wake up every day, to, you know, ten murders, twelve shootings, fifteen, mm-hmm. forty four, twenty. You know, and it's wow. really you know yeah. it, it's it's. It's a, it's manifesting from what you just said. People are tired. They're burnt out. They're they feel hopeless. They feel helpless. And you know that is exactly what you know what we what we see right now and what we're actually dealing with. And I think the answer is we just have to keep going. You know we have to find some little glimmer of hope, whatever that is, to make us you know continue to say you know what you know these kids can change. We can change. We can motivate them. I do I do a lot of school programs throughout the year, and I'm working on right now, you know, some end-of-year programs for probably about, you know, anywhere from, you know, 2,000, you know, students right now just working with different schools in their end-of-year program. And one of the, the, the uh, things that kind of hurt my feelings on a regular basis is that everything we do has to have entertainment. You know, we let our kids pigeonhole us into, you know, their board. And, you know, we just, we don't even know what to do with them anymore. So we just, you know, we, we provide entertainment. And I'm not taking anything mm-hmm. away from the entertainers, but what I've told a lot of, I've, I've told the teachers and principals and parents, I said, you guys have got to quit supporting these artists 
who do dumb things, do, you know, promote violence among kids, promote violence within their music, within their video games, and then tell you that they're not a role model when you're giving them, you're keeping them rich. I said, you've got to make a stand somewhere if you want to get get your communities back and get your schools and get your children back. But Kenny, I just, you know, I just that keep I going. You know, Kenny, that's one thing that I, I definitely agree with you on, and I've been saying it for the longest, and I'm going to keep saying it. You know, some of these artists and people out here say, you know what, buy my album, buy my album, but I'm not a role model. Um, that's exactly. one thing that I require. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing I require on my station. We have the Keeping It Clean campaign. If you can't make it, first of all, music is supposed to motivate and educate. If you can't motivate and educate, you need to go back into the studio. And, you know, exactly. I guess, you know, some people have, Go back to the studio, point blank, period. Right. It's a couple of things that you should be doing in there is making music to motivate and educate because I really believe that music has a, the biggest influence on us, especially us oh. as um, African Americans because we love rhythm. We love music. Mm-hmm. And the kids, right. too, they I learn do. through rhythm. They learn through music. You know, you can teach the ABCs a lot more faster, or especially now, because of um, the rhythm and music to a young child. And I applaud you um, on what you're doing, and it's great that you're doing this program um, with teaching the children about being an entrepreneur. I was saying, like, in the fifth grade, they should know how to do a resume, a cover letter. Right. You know, things that's going to really prepare them. I and, wanna, um, and, have a, and have a business plan. And have a business plan. Oh. A cover, a resume and a business plan. Because in other yeah, communities... Huh? Go ahead. No, I was saying a resume and a business plan. Because mm. in other communities, that's what they do. We're behind the curve on it. Right. Mm. Right. And we're too many about. worker bees and not enough uh, businesses. It's not that there's exactly. not... Exactly. Um, you know, money is, we need more businesses. We need more entrepreneurs. And to, instead of, you know sending your child out to the school or whatever to, you know, you know, learn and when you get a degree, you can get a great job. You know, start your own business. My son, I asked him, he asked me for twenty dollars. I said, Well how, what business you wanna to start to get it? He said, I don't know. I said, What are you good at? And he said, Maybe I can walk some dogs. We got together and got on the computer and made him a flyer. There you mm-hmm. go. That's so right. Make your money. Exactly. Because, <laughs> but I mean like because, I guess the because, biggest problem that we have um in our community is the fact that, that like not only are we, you know, worker bees or whatever, but that's what we're taught. We're taught to go to school, get, you know, get a job, not go to school, learn business, create your own. That's where the disconnect is coming in. Right, and then you've got these same kids that you're talking about. They know how to be entrepreneurs and cut up drugs and sell drugs right, and exactly. count the money. They know how to do it <laughs> if, you make, if you make them do it. But if you don't make them do mm-hmm. it, then you're right. They look for a job when the job market gets, you know, is shrinking, you know, or for, or they, for whatever reason, can't find, you know, enough jobs. Then they start the crime and things of that nature, and we wonder how we right. got here. And that's how we got here, you know, because like you said, a Jewish what? family is teaching their kid, you know, that's an entrepreneur from the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. to work in their – they're learning to work in their stores and work in their food markets and what and whatnot. We are, you know, hoping to get rich by, you know, side hustling, you know, some music, and then mm. as soon as Uh-oh. things, you know, don't go go according to plan, you know, we retreat to the street. Right, absolutely. We retreat to the street. Go ahead, Candy. <laughs> you said retreat to the street. <laughs> 253, I see you. I'm going to take calls in just a few. So 253, hang on. Okay. Um, this is this is Ladies Night Radio. We are on with Casey Bizboss, Miss Hall of Famer, uh, aka owner of Casey Power Players, aka Miss Momager. <laughs> the list goes on and on. I think the one big thing I have, um, you have been working with Demi for a while. How in the world have you been able to make sure that she transitions from? Um, a teen star into a respectable young woman? Well, I had high standards, and I never, you know, I never took no. For instance, it's hard living with someone that wants to be in entertainment. I can only imagine what the average 
mom just in general that is the mom of an athlete or an entertainer, um, you know, how they feel listening to, you know, I'm going to be the next it person, you know, I'm going to be the next Chris Brown, I'm going to be the next Beyonce, whatever, and you know that they actually have the talent to do that, but I require education. I was like, I'm going to be here to support you in whatever you do, but I need the education. I've got to have it done, and I, you know, I had the standard of education, and I think, you know, actually the educational part helped her because she went to an art school, so that helped her in, you know, her business dealings and in her career as well, but it also, like I said, you know, she knew that I meant business, and, you know, that really just sets the tone. It's what you require, and I think that, you know, I say this all the time about parents. I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story, and this is kind of a sidebar, but we're just talking about community and things of that nature. I was just telling one of my principals this morning when my daughter was in high school, and uh, she came home one time, and she had 20 tardies. And I said, well, how did you get these tardies? What? And she says, well, you know, she says, I have first period. I have to uh, wash my hair. And then she says, then I have to dry my hair, and I have to go all the way to another building. And so I went up. So one day I, I told her, I said, I said I'm going to go up to the school and see why are they treating you like this? Why would they give you, you know, I'm animated about this. Why would they give right. you, you know, uh, 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 well, heads, heads are going to roll when I get up to that school. Why would they give you, you know, a, your second period in a whole entirely different building? Oh, my God, wait till I get up there. You know, I'm going to tear this school down, right? Went there one day, got her schedule, walked her to class, and back to the next class. When she got out the next, I was like, oh, my, you made it. Oh, my God, it must be, you know, that must be, that, that must, this must be a flu. We'll see what happens in the second period. Went back in the principal's office, sat there, and she was like, okay, it's time for her second period. I went and met her second, at the next class and walked her to the, you know, to the next class. I was like, oh, my God, we made it. And we did this until finally she looked out and said, I got it now. <laughs> I, I'm good. You can go home now. And, and, you, and we never, we never ever had tardies again ever. So I mean, it takes the smallest little thing to show your kid you care, you know. And also, like I said, you have to find a way to. Yeah, I'm on your side. I understand. I'm, I'm gonna go down here and tear the whole school up. Let me see what they're doing to my child. Why are they doing this to you? Why are they mistreating you? You know. Right. And, uh, you know, what's funny is, like, third period, she's like, I got it now. You can go home. I was like, okay, <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. You <laughs> sat and, oh, my goodness, I can't even do that. <laughs> she hates when I tell that story, by the way. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, and, and, you know, she just charted an amazing path. I mean, she went to, you know, she started out in radio. Um, right. you know, at uh, in college and then went to uh, be an intern and then, you know, went to finish her degree. And, you know, she majored in radio with a degree, with a, also a, a degree in music business as well. And then she ended up, you know, working in radio and, you know, here we are today. So, I mean, I think wow. it's, you know, whatever, you know, I tell kids all the time, what if you're going to be a basket weaver, be the best basket weaver, find your basket weaving school. But you got to chart your path and stay on it. Right, exactly, and that's and that's the biggest thing about it. You have to know what you want to do and figure out how to get from A to B. Absolutely, um, so. absolutely. And also have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I'm not. I'm being serious about this because everything doesn't always fall into play. <laughs> oh, that's know? so true. You're gonna you're gonna have stumbling blocks. You're gonna have detours. You know, that's what it's called life. It's going to happen. Yeah. Things, there's so many things that I, you know, put on paper, and they do not go according to plan. But I do Man. think that if you're serious about it, even though it takes a detour, you still get there. You're just going to get there a little bit later than the next person. Okay. Hold I, on, would take I agree with that. Let me get this call real quick from the 253. They've been waiting a minute. Let me go ahead and put them in. 253, you are live on Ladies Night Radio with Diva Ebony B, Miss Denia, and our lovely guest, Miss Casey Bizboss. Who is this? How y'all doing? Hello, who is this? This is Helen Kane. I am a rap artist in Washington State. Oh, hi, Mama. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello. I, I commend you, ladies, especially Mom. Uh, you, it takes a lot to carry a kid 
and you don't learn that until you become a mother yourself to fully respect that position in itself. Uh, so, and, and then to hear so many accomplishments, it doesn't seem like uh, you managed to become successful and also allow your child to become successful as well. So again, I commend you on that. Thank you. Also, I would like to add from an artist's perspective, uh, I wouldn't, my music itself is life. You know, so some people don't agree with maybe everything that I say, but it's all real. And the way I feel about uh, music is it is education, but it is by life standards. There's not uh, there's not enough realistic music about right. real life, mm-hmm. and and for able for me in order for me to be <clears throat> effective in reaching people, it's empathy. It's not sympathy. It's uh, right. communication. Mm-hmm. My music communication. So uh, and I respect it. You know. So I also work in the community. I work with kids. Um, we just opened a clothing bank in Chocolate City about a month ago, which has been very successful. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to encourage more artists as a whole to come to the table and, and bring something. It doesn't have to be much, but share the responsibility of, even a small blessing, if you're blessed, that means that you have enough to give. So uh, I, uh, I guess from my past itself, I don't agree. You know, that is just, I mean, some things can be misinterpreted. You know, I, right. I learned the music by a whole, I went a whole other route. I did it on my own. So didn't have the encouragement of a mom saying, hey, you know, uh, this is how you do it. You know, that's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it is a challenge when you're the one that's trying to galvanize people together and say, hey, let's do this. I mean, sometimes it does take that one person to step out and say, you know, we're going to do this and, you know, let's all meet at this school and, you know, and give back to the community. I mean, it, it is hard sometimes, like I said, to galvanize, to be that leader and get them together. But, you know, I do find that if you if you start it, sometimes if you build it, they will come. So, you know, it might be a small artist organization that you start, and then that's one of the things that you guys decide to do, you know, is give back. Because I think that, you know, especially, you know, hip-hop, it does get a bad rap sometimes because there are a lot of, yeah. You know, there's a lot of good out there also. Um, right. But, you know, like anything else, you know, you have to, if you're one of the ones that want to be seen as a, as changing the community and changing the face of, you know, your, your artist, you have to kind of be out there. And, I mean, we do an event every year for kids. It kills me every year. We're in our sixth year. Denia knows that we're in our sixth year. It's called the Demi Level Most Talented. It's named, you know, under my daughter. And, you know, every day, we, every year, we have to put it together. And it takes a chunk of my time. It takes me about four or five months to really put it together because it impacts a lot of people. But it's just something that we vowed early on that we would do no matter what. And, uh, yeah, it's not hard. It's not easy at all. I have to, you know, call, you know, meetings every week and beg parents and beg sponsors and all of that. And it's it challenge and put my own money and time into it a lot of times. But the impact is amazing. And the impact is, is, is something that, like I said, we see the impact of the kids every year who are affected by it. And that's what makes, you know, make me keep coming back every year. Right. <laughs> that's Yes, I, I like, I, and I totally, I can, uh, I can understand that. I mean, I totally get that because it's a, it is extremely large amount of amount of time dedicated to uh, these events, uh, and I guess it takes a person to actually do it to respect it. Right, and I would like to add on to that. Um, as well to, you know, being dedicated. We are dedicated to the cause. 
Um, and then we want to make sure that we're getting dedicated people on our team. Sometimes, for me, I've come to realize with building a team, sometimes the, the error get let out of the tire, you know, sometimes with people who are on your team that's not dedicated and really doesn't have the same goal. You know, they start off with a, a, a strong um, start but have a poor finish. And it's unfortunate in some situations, and, you know, exactly what Candy said, I keep coming back. The goal is to stay consistent, to stay determined, you know, and, and to have that energy. And when people see, like, you know, you're happy about it, you love it, just like selling a product. You know, you want to be excited about it. You want to be happy about it. Of course, you know, you're going to have those rough times, but you know who's there with you with those rough times because it's a team. And most likely it's like a handful of people. Of right. you, guys, you know what? I agree, and I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever ser served on a church ministry, but I belong to a literally large ministry, 10,000 people, and every Ooh. single ministry that I was in from when my daughter was in the choir to when I was, you know, chair of the athletic ministry till about four years ago, it's always wow. five people. It's 10,000 people in this church. It's 50 wow. people on the, the ministry on the ministry roster, but it's the same five of us that did everything. I don't care which one of those ministries I was in. It was always that same five or six of us that did everything. And that's Dang. kind of just, unfortunately, it's the way it is. Even when we do our event every year, I've got, you know, when I have my meetings, i got 20 moms that show up and say, me, 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 me. But what they really mm -hmm. want is they want to make sure that if there are any opportunities for their child to perform, especially the entertainment moms, they want to stay close yep. enough so when we start when we start divvying out the, the, the performances that their kid is there. But that same mom, when we ask her to sell tickets, she's offended. Now I'm like, you know right. we have to sell five hundred tickets to make this, this this, you know, event successful. So she's offended when mm -hmm. she has to sell twenty tickets. However, she's gonna come to every meeting and, you know, to make sure that her child's one of the ones that gets selected to perform. It's, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You Fair know, what I do is I find ten people that I know that are sincere and dedicated to the cause, and I pay attention and reward those ten. I may can't necessarily pay them, but if there are opportunities, I put those, you know, those moms up there. There are opportunities for them to do other things when other people call me and say, hey, I need a child for a commercial or for whatever that is. Those are the moms that I go back and call and reward, you know, and a lot of them were like, oh, man, she really helped my kid, and really I didn't. It was just a, you know, quid pro quo. I just felt like that that's what they deserve. So, you know, I mean, the community work is difficult. It's a challenge. You know, I, I agree. It's always, a, you know, the same amount, you know, you know, small core people that kind of do, they kind of get everything done. I mean, now you just, you know, just like our Casey Power Players. It's, you know, it, we have 75 members across, you know, across <laughs> the country. But it's really like the same core seven of us that do everything and kind of drive this business consortium that I started in November. So, it's just, you know, wow. I, I, I have learned to be numb a little bit to the fact that mm -hmm. it's, everybody's yeah. not going to, you know, going to be there. I just, you know, when you get to the party, everyone's not going to show up. Right. I thank you on that one, definitely. Also, the politics to uh, dealing with community. You know, there's, uh, as soon as you attach yourself to a major uh entity, uh, the school districts, the police departments, the fire departments, the, uh, all these people that have the means to change, make changes, there's so much politics involved in it that yeah. they literally stand in the way. The whole process is held up because of politics. Yeah. I, uh, you know... I don't even know what to say, but just say yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, I try to in run around that, meaning I try not to do too many things that involve government. Um, you know, yeah. and I, the other thing that I don't do, I don't wait on government funding for anything. I raise $10,000 every year for my event myself, <laughs> and I go to my small businesses, and I'll, you know, make a list of 300 people and ask them all to donate, you know, $50 each or 75 Yes, is it a headache? Absolutely it is. 
because some days I'm on the phone mm-hmm. all day, all night long. Can you know? Don't forget, you know, do you need my PayPal and texting or whatever? But at the end of the day, we pull off a successful event. But it is oh, yeah. a pain in the butt. But you know what? I do it without government assistance because I, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah. you're a true, if you're a true entrepreneur, it's like it's like it's like you know, waiting on food stamps. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to get it done. By the time you go through all this red tape, it holds up your progress. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, I'm hustling for my community. And the monies are there to help. But, and there's a huge gap that people don't mention. You know, these the people that have the means to really make a huge difference in these communities, they have to come to the meetings so that they can link up with the people. They don't even advertise these meetings. Right. You're talking to the wrong person when it comes to governmental stuff. I'm just not that person. I don't I don't deal with the government under any circumstances. You know, you like, you're talking yeah. to the wrong You're Girl, talking please. to the wrong person. You're talking had, to the wrong person. I made a statement. I had made a statement one time is I don't need to fill out a form or get a 5013C to give, you know, sister and brother down the street some clothes or to donate a, a, a baby basket or whatnot. I mean, this is the community, and, and this is what we yeah. do. And if everybody that's listening to, um, I'm, I, I want to just give a, a description uh uh, about the KC Power Players. KC Power Players is an organization designed to provide national exposure, branding, collaboration, opportunities, and business development, and micro-businesses grants from $100 to $500 for entrepreneurs and small businesses. They assist in expanding your network, net worth and creating your own circle of influence on the next-level thinkers and decision-makers. So with that being said, just next-level thinkers and decision-makers. That's what we want to be, mm-hmm. and and that's definitely why you want to contact Candy. That's right. definitely why you you want to look into and check out the KC Power Players and seeing what you're doing. You're putting yourself in a position of power. And one thing I come to um, understand, I don't use the word understand because I feel like when you understand something, it's limited information. But when you understand it, you have unlimited information. So one okay, thing I come now. to understand is, okay, if you right. ownership is powership. Ownership uh, is powership. Step you your bread, own some stuff. Ownership is powership. You want to own your stuff. Let's stop leasing and, and, and making payments and payment plans. Let's buy your stuff outright and then save the money for, stack the money and save it for something that's most important because you're going to definitely need this. It, it, let's, let's not stop, stop thinking so short term. We've got to think long term. Because them short-term right. people, they're going to call me in the night and see them. They didn't came, jumped on, ate off the plate, jumped off, looked for somebody else's plate. And even when you ain't got nothing on your plate, it's always, it's always going to be somebody with a fork right behind you. I hear you. And it's just like, you know, with Casey Power Players, I could have done a, another Chicago networking organization. And I tell people this all the mm-hmm. time, if that's what you're looking for, that's not what this is. You know, I have had, you know, okay. people say to me, oh, well, if, you know, if you would call me when you guys have your next networking event, I was like, I don't know when that is because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build right. a business okay. development organization so we can have the things that we don't do. We do conference call workshops. We do, you know, we, we do events to, to uplift, to teach and to elevate and educate, you know, business owners. That's why it says next-level thinkers. I'm not really looking to help that small business that just started. If they come in, that's fine. But, you know, we do elevator pitch competitions. I want everyone that's the Casey Power Player next year to be pitching in this Damon John Miller course um, a competition for a quarter million dollars. I judged 25 business plans this past year in that competition. I want some Casey Power Players in there next year. You know, I want them mm-hmm. in, you know, the black enterprise. You know, we, I want us, you know, at the black enterprise conferences and things of that nature, stuff that as a small business you don't normally go on because you're out here by yourself. You don't belong to an organization who wants to go to that conference by themselves and walk around. It's not, you know, it, it, it's, an, it's an empowerment feeling that, you know, I'm trying, you know, to create here, and it's national. Mm, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's 
and that's what's so important. That's why I love being a KC Power player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was, I was telling you about me about KC Power players and everything that is done. You know, like, I, I've gotten connections through KC Power players, and I'm going to have my jewelry featured in a movie because I was, because I, before, before I even got involved with it, I was already going to the events and helping out with the events. So that's why I tell people, like, going to events is important. Connecting with people is important. That's how you get connected with good people like Candy. Because I first met her when I was vending at an event like, what, three years ago at Loyola. And now, look, now David's on radio, but she has this amazing lipstick line called The Lip Station. I own two amazing colors, Reckless and Fame, which I rock all the time. <laughs> and I'm mean, like, it's just, it's just been a beautiful experience. But hold on, we actually have one more person that wants to say something. Three, two, three. You are on with uh, Ladies Night with Denia Avenue, Do Avenue B, and Miss Casey Bisbos. Who is this? Hey, Queens. This is Brandy Renee Harris, also known as Queen Lady Act. How are hey, you? Hey, Queens. Thanks for calling uh-huh. in. Strong hey, women. thank you Strong for inviting me. i just been tuning in. I love what you guys are doing. It's very informative, and, you know, it's it's a good look. Definitely. Did you have any questions for Ms. Casey Bisboss as of yet? Um, I just wanted to say, you know, um, congratulations on all of you guys' success. And Ms. Candy, I love what you do, and, you know, it's, it's very powerful. Thank you so much. I kind of um, was late calling in. Sorry about that. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Oh, that's all right. I already suggested you as a friend to her. Listen, you get the yeah, suggestion and check out everything that she's doing. I am on it. This is just amazing. And, and um, go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. No, no, I was trying to. No, I was, where, where is from? Brandy, where Hello? are you from? Yeah, where are you I'm from? I'm sorry. From? Well, I'm born and raised. I'm from L.A. I reside in Hollywood, California. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you are you, now are you an artist? Yes, ma'am. I'm a actress, recording artist, model, and I do some casting. Sag after. Okay. Great. We just trying to live my LA. dreams and visions, you know. Yeah, we just left LA a few weeks ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I I just you know want to say that you know I am. Uh, you know, with the Hall of Fame induction, my, my biggest thing now is, you know, I'm trying to, well, we are going to start a book tour, uh, you know, and, and looking to team up with people around the country that also want to, you know, have us come and speak, you know, to their kids, their youth programs, you know, women's mm-hmm. groups, entrepreneurs, whomever, because, you know, all of our team do the same thing. You know, we, and, you know if some, someone in our team does everything in terms of, you know, we have artists, hosts, you know, that whole thing. But, you know, the, the most important thing is motivating people to finish their dreams because that's the most important thing. We don't finish our unfinished business because we're, we're scared. You know, I don't, I don't know that I ever believe in, believe in that term, fear of success, but I know that, it's, you know, I don't know that there's a such thing as we're scared to be successful. I don't really think that's true. I don't think there's anybody out here scared to be successful. I really don't. But I do think that we're scared of the unknown. That's what I do know. We're scared of the yes. un, you know, unknown. You know, what does that mean, period? What 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 are our next steps and how do we you know, how do you know, like you said, if you went to LA that you were gonna be successful? How do you know, you know, when you when you started your radio station that it was actually gonna be a success? You know, you don't do a, a lot of the stuff we don't know until we actually do it. Have to try. I think it's and a I combination of that, of that of that faith, you know, faith in God, number one, and in right. yourself. Because it's like if you mm-hmm. don't believe in yourself, ain't nobody going to believe in you, you know. And me being a person in the industry, times get hard. You know, I don't work every day. You know, I mean, I've been on hundreds and hundreds of um, background gigs, auditions. But, you know, that I know that something is bigger for me, you know all this talent ain't about to go to waste, you know, can't nobody tell me no, and it's one thing to just have that ambition and have that faith and just step out no matter what, you know, no matter if it's a no, it's always going to be a yes, and, you know, like I told Miss Diva, um, Ebony, 
that I, t I just recently turned down a major network TV show, you know, because one thing about me, I won't do anything for fame or money. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just it's not for me. And that's not what my God has planned for me. So I'm going to keep on. It might take me a little bit longer, but I'm going you know, I'm to I'm reach my goals and I'm going to keep accomplishing my dreams, you know. But, yeah, it was painful because you know, when you think something is actually a blessing and it's not, you know, and, you know, this particular network and producers, it, they were just over the top. I'm talking about let's degrade you, you know. Who, you know, I'm wow. like, I didn't sign up for that. You know, here go, here go your contract, here go your money, here go your checks back. I'm good, you know, because I work too hard. You know, I'm a woman who believes in, you know, um, staying classy, you know, keeping your dignity and everything. And I'm not about to throw that all away just to get some fame and a quick check on the TV, you know. Right. So it's all good. Yeah, that was that was that was that was really painful, you know, because I had it all planned. You know, I thought it was truly a blessing. I was actually supposed to film Monday, two days ago, and I told him I couldn't do it. You know, I can't stand for anyone to degrade me or, you know, defame my character. It's just not happening with me, you know. So, well, you know, you you well, there's another blessing around the corner. You know, you have to, and you have to believe it. And that's the hard part. That's what we were just, you know, talking about a second ago. You have to know that where that one, you know, where the, that means that something's coming, you know, yep. and now you just have to wait for the next one. It may not be as big. It may not, like you said, but, you know, it or is Or it may coming. be bigger, you know. Yeah, exactly. that's true. So that's why I had to step in and, and walk out on faith and say, you know what, God, I know you got something better for me, you know, and it felt it felt good to be able to walk away from something that you know ain't good, and just to keep moving and keep you know striving. Mm. So yeah, that gotta be a good taste in your mouth to just yeah. say, you know what, I made that decision. Um, I have walking with that faith on the Lord. I know He already He's provided for me. I'm His daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm His child. He got me. Yeah. And just have a just have a you know without a shadow of a doubt attitude. And, and just believe it, and and that's yeah. basically how the blessings come because I I believe it. You can't tell mm -hmm. me nothing, especially when it comes to the Lord blessing. You need to get kind in with it. You can't tell yeah. me nothing. Exactly. I mean, it's not a cutthroat world, you know. But I know it's good people out here, you know. And as long as you know you're good, you know, as ourself, then that's that's what counts, you know. Like. Lord knows I wanted to cuss them people out bad because it's like you play with me, you use me for casting and set design and directing. I ain't even getting paid for that part. You know, I was supposed to be the wow. talent. But I told them people and I said, you know what, I'm a child of God and I have a good heart and I never want to be the type of people you are when I continue my producing and, you know, directing. And that's Amen. it. You know, good luck, God bless, and move on, you know, because <laughs> that's all I could do, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I know you definitely will be reaching your dreams very soon. You have a you have an incredibly good head on your shoulders, and you know what you, you want, and that is what's important because you know what you will do and you know what you will not do, and you will not lower exactly. your standards. And because of that, yes. you will reach your and dreams. And thank no you question. for not settling. Thank right? you so much for not settling. And Pretty Lady Act, where can we follow you or check you out online? Where where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at Pretty Lady Act. Facebook is Brandy Lady Act Harris. And Instagram is Brandy Renee Harris. And currently, you know, I'm working on music. I've I got to get me a, a music project together for this summer. Um, okay. Right now it's my birthday month, May 28th, so i got a lot of stuff oh. going on. But I'm still, you know, doing my auditions and, you know, writing my scripts. And I'm also mentoring through Legend, Rap Legend, Yo-Yo's Mentor Program. Um, nice. Intelligent Black Women oh, Coalition. So it's about yo -yo. 20 young girls. <laughs> yeah, so. it's about 20 young girls that we reach out to twice a week. So that's that's really a good cause. Much respect to her. That's what's up. I'm going to say, let me put you on hold for a little bit. We're going to finish up this interview, and then we'll be talking about strong women. So stay tuned, okay? All righty. All right. All right. Okie dokie. All righty. Um, Ms. Casey Visboss, of everything, what would you say that is the biggest piece of advice you could give someone that wants to whose child wants to enter the entertainment industry? 
Mm. Well, <laughs> you know that that is the million dollar question. I, I had to take a deep. I had to take a deep breath because you know we, you know we help moms yeah. and you know momages every year, um, and have mom panels. We have celeb mom panels with, you know, Jeremiah's mom and other celebrity moms. You know, every year to kind of guide, you know, the new, the new momages, you know, in the main direction. My biggest thing I would say is, you know, number one, well, I, ha- I have more than one thing. One of them is really hone your craft. You know, that's really got to be number one because, uh, you know, we get a lot of moms every year that sit back in the audience and say, oh, look at Susie, she's so cute, she's so talented. And, you know, Susie's not really that talented. Susie's cute. But she's not really that talented. So, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm I mean, trying to keep true. it 100. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it 100. So the number keep one thing is to, really, is to hone your craft and make sure if, you're, if your kid is in dance, make sure they're going to a dance school. If they're, you know, a mm-hmm. singer or you want them to be a singer, make sure they're somewhere taking vocal lessons. You know, or they're in the church choir or they're somewhere where they are working on this 24-7 because sometimes, you know, kids do get lucky and they'll have that one, you know, great performance and then you put them out there in a competition like ours and they don't win and then, you know, you're, you're walking out of there mad at us you know, wondering what happened. But so number one is home, you know, is home your craft. And number two, then the next thing is put them with like-minded people. You know, like I said, if they're, you know, if they're in dance or they're a musician, you know, make sure there's somewhere where they are working on this and that people are supporting what it is they do. And they and number three, you're going to have to spend some money. You're going to have to spend money on classes, on workshops, on lessons, you know, you're going to, there are a couple of people that I've seen since we've been doing this that are just, you know, incredibly gifted, just those one, you know, one in a million kind of kids. Like, you know, like I said, we had one that was a singer a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you got those one in a million where they, this kid's just so talented, you know, um, prodigy type situations. But the, the rest of us, everybody else got to work on it. So don't be afraid to put your kid in classes and, you know, get choreographers to work with them. Take them to, you know, uh, workshops. When you see a celebrity coming through doing a special workshop, pay the 50 bucks or whatever it is and, you know, get that resume going so that your, your child's resume is extensive and it's, when the time does come, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. She said make sure you get that child's so, resume told in it. So it is undeniable. That's what I mean. I do. I I have a mom who, you know, her daughter is, you know, one one of our competitions. You know, she also has a little group they've opened up for a lot of, you know, major acts. And then she, you know, uh, she's taking her to L.A. this summer to, you know, to go to Debbie Allen's dance school. It's costing a really wow. pretty penny, but it's worth it. You know, this is her daughter. This is what she wants to do. She wants to be a professional dancer. You know, they got you. We are dancers and recruiters or whatever in Debbie Allen's school. And she knows that's a big, huge step for what her daughter wants to do. She scraped up a few thousand dollars and making it happen. And her daughter's like, Thirteen, I think. So, I mean, that you just have to invest in your child. You really do. And our, our children, I'm, our investments. You know, I'm they, still they investing are, in my child. Please, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still investing. I'm still spending money. Please, I mean, you know, that's the way it is. So, if I was to build a budget. You know, and you going going forward, you know, and, and, and what that says to me, you know, at the ending part is you're going to invest some money. You need to invest into your children. But to, to start off and say if my son wanted to start off with acting, he's seen something on Disney or whatever the case may be, and I said, you know what, I need to put a budget aside to nurture his talents. What, what I need to start off with before um, I decide to go, to any of these auditions and whatnot, how much will I need to have on the surface first? Well, I don't think that you need money initially. In the early stages, I wouldn't even necessarily do that because he may wake up one day in the next two years and say, I don't want to do this, you know. 
I mean, still the money uh-huh. there is there. But, I mean, initially, you know, to go on casting calls, you know, the first thing you got to do is, you know, is get get him signed up with an agency. That really doesn't cost anything, but there are, well, and I should, i got to digress a little, because the agency sometimes, depending, they'll strap you with, we need to send you to XYZ Photographer. He's a photographer we we use, and, you know, the pictures are 500. So, I mean, you, initially to get started, you don't, may not have to have it all at once, but initially a couple thousand dollars to get, you know, pictures and maybe some clothes, you know, for the photo shoot, that sort of thing, you know, have money to tra- make sure you travel with these auditions. But then if he, you know, and then and then I will put him in some type of acting class, or acting workshop. So you might can get away with a couple hundred, couple thousand on the early end. Then as they go on mm-hmm. in, you know, if you want to start, you know, I know parents that have, you know, they've taken their kids to Florida to an audition or to L.A. to an audition. You know, then that's when it starts getting real because you need travel money. You need to, you know, stay while you're there. And then mm-hmm. you're going to run into 5,000 people that's going to say, I can help you with your career. You need to be, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of be able to snake past that and see really, you know, who can help you. And like I said, that may take you, you know, you know, get involved with some acting lessons, you know, and, 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 you know, I was just telling my daughter, you know, get, you know, take acting lessons from someone that's already in, you know, the industry and it's already connected to a movie house or a production company or, you know, something to that degree so that they can say, oh, that's right, you know, I remember you when you were in my class, let me call you up for this event instead of just, you know, going the Joe Blow route. But, I mean, that's kind of a tricky question. You're definitely going to need a little bit of money, you know, but not necessarily, oh, i got to have 20000 before my kid breaks in the industry. Definitely not like that, no. Okay. okay. So how does somebody contact you if they want to be a part of Casey Power Players? KC Power Players, of course, is, they start with our website, which is kcpowerplayers.com. KC Power Players is a national consortium for business owners, and um, we do the business grants. So I kind of, we raise the money ourselves to do elevator pitches. We have one in Chicago. We're getting ready to have one in Houston July 31st, and then we're going to have another one um, probably in October back in Chicago, and then we're working on some others. But they can start with the website, KC Power Players, or follow us on Twitter at KC Power Players, and that's, that's my initial KC, and then the word Power Players, all together, one word. Awesome. And Ms. Lady, now if, they, if people want to book you for an event, what's the information to do that? Um, they can, everything is all things all roads lead to Casey Bizboss. Uh Casey Bizboss at Gmail, Casey Bizboss Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, um, website CaseyPowerPlayers dot I mean I'm sorry, CaseyBizboss.com is my personal booking website. So, you know, and then Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything's at Casey Bizboss. That's my again my initials K C and then the words B I Z B O S S. And we are starting, you know, our tour for women entrepreneurs in the fall. And, uh, you know, we also are taking on marketing partners for anyone who wants to, you know, provide a, 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 um, provide a table for us to be able to speak and then sell the books. And then we also will give them back a share of our sales for the book. Anyone who, if they're having an event and they give us a free table, we'll give them some of the sales from the book. I love it. That's a really good deal. Y'all better take advantage of that. I know that's right. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. We have had a blast having you here. When the book drops, please come back on. And let's have a little party and talk about everything. All right. Thank you guys for having me. You guys have been wonderful, wonderful hosts. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Talk to you later, Mama. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.